0: The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Eric Kruger joins us. Eric is with Smart Yield out of Carney and Getting ready to wrap up, headed into a long holiday weekend. And I tell you, Eric, it's nice to see some green on the screen today.
1: Yeah, it is really across the board, whether it's uh, the grains or the meats. um, Really just nice to see some solid positivity and uh, some really strong closes.
0: As you look at, let's start out with the grain side of the market trade. When you look at this corn market, first off, we saw some firmer numbers. They said um, really because of the soy and the wheat this morning kind of helped to pull everybody along.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting yesterday. We had a tough, really tough close. We went and challenged the uh, contract high on new crop corn and challenged that 4.29 and a half, got there, and then sold off and really ended up with a key reversal. Technically, looked like uh, really it was going to be a tough day coming into the day, and it was nice to see corn hold up and then close up on its highs, closing up at the 4.25 and trading a little above that. So um, it was really a really good day for corn.
0: No surprise, though, that weather has been a dominant factor and will continue to be so within this market trade.
1: Yeah, we're getting to that time of year where if you look at it, you know, really over the next 50, 60 days, usually that's our best opportunities, whether it's corn or beans and, and wheat, to see some pricing um, with with the summer weather move. And we're also seeing, you know, global weather impact uh, these markets more than ever. Um, there's a lot of problems out there, whether it's, uh, you know, with the with corn crop or with the wheat crop. There's some weather issues that are really going to affect this, and it, we've seen it affected already.
0: Is the second crop in Brazil, I mean, they've had some definite drier numbers as of late. Is that causing any... Um Export market concerns out
1: there. Yeah, I think it just really what it really does is continue um, What the estimates continuing to drop on that second crop. It looks like we're going to continue to see these world um, World supply numbers uh, tighten up and as as we do that It just puts puts a little more volatility in there and a little more risk for any uh, any issue that we might potentially have with our crop
0: So I'm curious. What do you think of the the last couple of weeks when it comes to export numbers? It's definitely been on the slower side
1: it has um but you know that that sometimes that happens this time of year and we just hopefully um it's been interesting with the dollar moving up and we got always you know step back and look and all of a sudden we have the dollar up again today and um Politically driven you look at some of the stuff and we look at of course we talk about NASA and we talk about China and We talk about um, everything that's going on that side of it But just as a world as a, we're gonna need our corn crop and we're gonna need our bean crop and um, I, I Think uh, we'll get that the political stuff and, and that and that sorted out But right now, I think the, the biggest thing is of course is what we're gonna produce um, And where we're gonna be able to go with it and right now um, both have been uh, slightly friendly
0: you know, you did talk about and you brought up the China and all the trade issues that have been going on. You know, we wonder if NAFTA is going to get finished up. There has been concerns with China. Let's talk uh, through in negotiations, still talked about with Japan. There's a lot of outside market influences that have been really affecting these grain trades last week.
1: It really is, and we've seen the wild swings too. And and part of that is because of that. And it looks like the trade is going to continue to to trade these, and, and it should. Um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. We haven't had any definite news. We the trade reacts to to either it seems like a tweet or or a comment from somebody, and the trade will react. Um, but that's that's kind of the environment we're in. So the the best thing for a producer to do is when we see opportunity, take advantage of it. Um, know what your risk is and and just take advantage of these opportunities sometimes that we're given.
0: So the big question is, when is China going to come back in earnest to the United States?
1: (laughs) That's a great (laughs) question. I wish I could tell you.
0: You haven't heard any little gossip rumors out there? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) Well, I know that they've been booking some late summer cargoes coming off the West Coast. Is that going to be a benefit for, for our producers? I mean, everything is so up in the air. With them right yeah now. it
1: is and I, I think I think that's why we of course we saw positive news there we saw positive news with some of the talks so though we haven't you know seen anything final yet but we pushed beans this week right back up within a quarter cent of that contract high too, that we've seen so far at 1060 so um, you know we're really profitable right now um, whether it's on on beans or or corn but um, all that news helps um, we're gonna need it con- to continue to help because you know if if we do raise a good crop beans uh, don't have the tightness the potential that corn has has throughout the world but um we'll guess we'll have to wait and see where that goes
0: so let's talk about that that profitability that we're seeing in the grain market how would you like our producers to take advantage of that
1: yeah i, th- I think guys really need to know um what these runs are doing for them and anytime we're sitting you know you look at corn and we're challenging and getting up to contract highs or on beans where we're back at a contract high and closing up here Um, There is profitability there. Um, Guys need to come in and whether um, they're using the cash market or the futures market to protect themselves, um, they really need to be doing that or or having targets out there to do that. Because as we've seen, um, these markets can swing 15, 20 cents in a matter of a few sessions. And and if they do that, um, if you're not ready for it, sometimes you don't get to take advantage of those opportunities.
0: But Eric, there's some nervousness because we have seen such price swings. Sometimes you're wondering, do I jump in or do do I sit back? and wait
1: yeah i think that's the biggest question we've had and especially this week uh with producers is you know what do we what do we do now you know and i think the biggest thing if if we're worried about upside we need to really step back and say hey let's let's pick some really good sales targets in here and and sell for profitability and we can put upside back on whether it's on the board or through re-ownership and and you know if it's the other side of it if you're really worried about breaks then you need to get aggressive up to your insurance levels and and selling this crop and and really taking that part of you know a risk management plan out of the equation
0: should we be keeping an eye i mean it's supposed to be hot and on many areas dry over this three-day holiday weekend do you see that playing into a factor when the markets reopen on tuesday um, yeah, I mean,
1: think, I think we saw a lot of that today with wheat, you know, wheat closing up on its highs and, and wheat pushing back up after it's, you know, we had a big run yesterday and sold off in the end and then came right back up and, and closed almost within a penny of that high yesterday. So I, th- I think through the next 10 days, we've got plenty of moisture in the ground it's going to be hot there's not a lot of not, not a lot of weather as far as rain for some of the dry areas of the country but what it really does is set us up for later once we're going to be into june here before we know it and then we're going to be pushing in late june and july and that's that's when this early heat can make a difference if we don't continue to get some moisture with it
0: all right well stick around folks we do have more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up and hard to believe a Catalan feed report coming out earlier in the day we'll discuss that it's the Fontenelle final bell on the rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. We were talking about this before break, and then during the break, you and I are kind of racking our brains how many times this has actually even happened. A cattle on feed report coming out during the trading hours. And you said maybe one other time that you can remember.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely different. It was really nice to see um, something that doesn't happen very much in the cattle market. Over in the grain side, we see it uh, every month with USDA reports. But to see this cattle on feed report come out during the session and really, not, really come out pretty neutral and not have the market swing really dramatically was nice.
0: Well, looking at this cattle on feed report, let's run through the numbers. What are you seeing in the trade? And obviously, come Tuesday's trade when it reopens, will you still have some more, you know chance to digest it I guess is what I'm trying to say
1: I think the market'll digest some more of it this you know, through the weekend and through the holiday weekend. But you know, it was nice to see really neutral within less than a percentage of what the average trade guess was. You know, on feed really close. Um, you know, placements are coming in at ninety two, trade guess was down around ninety one and one oh six marketings uh were right on the trade guess. So it it was pretty neutral. What was really nice to see was the strong close. We traded both sides unchanged for most of the day and, and coming into the close we really saw feeder cattle push and live cattle pushed as well.
0: Uh, we're looking at the numbers, did you see any surprises? Were you, were you caught off guard by any of those numbers?
1: No, we really weren't caught off guard. It was it was really nice to see a report where we didn't have a either a crazy you know placement or marketing number like we've seen recently. So I, I think the market kind of expected this, and we saw it trade that. And I think you might have seen uh, some of those cash bids that could have been a little stronger uh, today than the market was anticipating that helped us into the close. And coming into next week, you know, having having August feeders close up above that one forty five, and we've got June live cattle back in this one hundred five area um, sets us up to see if we can get that fall through into next week and um, maybe close this gap a little bit on June between cash and futures and hopefully continue to find some some support. But, you know, we're looking at, we know we have the big supply. Uh, We know the cash trend has been down this week really strong, Um, but hopefully we'll see that stabilize.
0: Well, you talk about that cash trade and I know there was really kind of undeveloped as we went throughout the trading session towards the, um, after the Catalan feed report, seeing a little bit of pickup. Can we blame it? on the Catalan feed report, or can we blame it on the fact that we're going into a holiday weekend and nobody was wanting to push beef?
1: I think it was more the holiday weekend, and I think the further we got into the week, people are gonna, you know, with the cattle on feed coming out during the session, probably just back off any, any any thoughts they had of maybe getting some orders placed. But I think, you know, into holiday weekend, they probably had uh, enough cattle uh, purchased and procured for what they needed, um, looking more into next week, into a short week. and But the one thing is we have picked up slaughter, and, and you know, packers are extremely profitable still um, at these prices, and of course, and um, they're gonna continue to kill as, as strong as they can if the profitability's there.
0: Well, the good news is we're heading into the unofficial start to summer, which means we should have more grilling opportunities, which means more meat moving across the counter.
1: It, it always does. And I, I, think, uh, I think we've got a strong supply and we're going to see beef featured a lot throughout the summer based on these prices and based on the supply and um, you know, on the pork side of things, it's interesting on the front month in June, uh, we've got a pretty strong futures premium to cash. Cash is about usually about two and a half, three $3, uh, premium or sorry. The futures usually about two and a half to $3 premium this time of year. It's about six bucks right now. So it's interesting to see everything close kind of green today, except June futures. And that's probably just because of that premium that needs to come together a little bit here in the next, uh, next two to three weeks. But, uh, we got a lot of products. We got a lot to get through, um, Um, you know, it's going to help the consumer purchase a little cheaper products, but um, hopefully we can get through it and hold these prices steady. Well,
0: you know, Eric, these hog markets have just really had a struggle this entire trading week.
1: Yeah, they have. They they seem like they find a little life and then really sell off. And I I think that's the trend. The trend right now is is probably going to be lower here for a little while. We got a big supply to absorb, like I was saying. Um, And, you know, usually we find a seasonal uh, peak somewhere in here with pork and um we, it might be in we might have seen it but we'll see um, we'll know in the next few weeks but rib prices were way down this week and um you know i think that kind of shows with the cutout being done as well
0: good excuse to go out there and, and buy some good barbecue to head into the weekend right <laughs>
1: it's a great excuse to have a nice long weekend
0: as we look at the rest of these uh markets before we wrap up the uh Fontenelle, Flannel Bell, any thoughts, um, things that we need to kind of keep an eye out come Tuesday's trade?
1: Yeah, I think usually after a three day weekend like this, and we're going to get some longer term forecasts out, um, into next week's June. So we're right in like a, in that time period where, um, the grain markets are going to be really volatile. Um, those forecasts can sway, um, you know, Monday night to Tuesday. Uh, we could see some more follow through in the spine if, 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 and just have, have your orders ready. Be ready to take advantage of some up moves in this market. Um, if you're not, it looks like grain markets are going to continue to be supported on breaks. Um, and hopefully we can see cattle keep surging. So, if you know if you if you need to make sales if you if you've been lackluster on that or if you're looking for some upside on these breaks you need to purchase and, and get ready to hopefully take advantage of a nice proper opportunity
0: some good advice heading into the weekend best way for producers eric to reach out to either you or troy
1: yeah you can uh, look us up online at mysmartyield.com or call us uh, at the office at 308-234-6805
0: and that's the fontanelle final bell on the rural radio network